Bells Hill Athletic are one of three teams riding high in the West of Scotland League's Conference A. But they needed their 42-year-old assistant boss to grab their last-ditch winner to keep them there in their last outing. Manager Derek Wilson reckons right-hand man Davy Menelaus no longer has the legs to play from the start. We'll find out just what Davy thinks of that as he joins us on the show this week. The pair only took charge at Rockburn Park in April, but after bringing in a host of new players, they've masterminded an impressive start to the season. We'll speak to Davy about how they've sparked things. A man of many clubs as a player, first in the seniors, then the juniors, will also look back at those days and his previous spell in the dugout with Derek at Kaluk Rovers. It's all here as we go down the divisions. Good to have you along for another 60 minutes or so looking at Scotland's lower leagues. So you're back, Paul. I thought, uh, to be honest, I thought Des Roach did an absolutely incredible job standing in for you last week, so you've got a lot to live up to now. He done a great job. Uh, great to have Des, and thank Des for, for stepping in at the kind of Last minute there, but aye, uh, big shoes to fill. We've uh, we've not spoken since you helped lead New Mains to that win over Yoker. Um, I guess it's a, sh- it's a shame you couldn't try to keep that form going with a game against St Anthony's being off, off uh, last weekend. I was disappointed, Gareth. Obviously, it was, a, it was a tough game to go to Yoker and, and to come away with the three points was, was tough, but... Uh, I got lots of messages that night from various different managers congratulating us on the result. But see, to be honest, we've actually got a good team this year. I think, you know, we'll surprise a lot of teams. Uh, it was no surprise to us in the management team that, that we went and got a result. Uh, disappointing then not to continue. We played in between, we played Kaluk Rovers in a friendly 3-1 down and come back uh, to draw three each with them. And as you say, yeah, the game being off in the weekend was disappointing. I thought this week's game might be off up at East Colbride because historically their part's a bit like ours. It's, it's kind of soft, but I've just had word in that they're going to play at the K-Parks at East Colbride, eh, the home of East Colbride Lowland League team. So that means the game will definitely be on. And yeah, we'll look to take our form into that. Superb. Well, we'll hear how you, uh, how you do there in next week's show. Uh, please do keep the comments and suggestions for guests coming. If you're a club in the lower leagues looking for more exposure, we'd also like to hear from you. You can send us any post-match audio interviews you have and we'll play them on the show. Our email address is divisions at gmail.com. That's divisions at gmail.com. Or you can contact us through Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. My name's Callum Graham, Ashfield Striker, and you're listening to Down the Divisions. Bells Hill Athletic assistant boss Davy Menelos is our guest this week. Thanks for being with us, Davy. Oh, thanks for having us. Um, it's a pleasure to be on. We'll uh, chat some more in a moment, but before we do, as ever, we've got the down the divisions decider. We'll give you four clues for a particular club, then give you the answer at the end of the show. This week, I'm looking for a club from League One down, and we'll get you in on this one, Davy. But uh, no answers till the end of the show. Uh, I'm looking for the club that was formed after a journalist was told to go and find a story and started asking locals what they thought about setting up a new club. They won the Scottish Cup. Sorry, they won the Scottish Junior Cup twice. They play at a ground named after the builder who donated the land it sits on. And they can list Frank McAvenny as a former player. Any ideas, Davey? No, but I'll have a think. You know, I'll try and think how many clubs Frank McAvenny's played for right. Scotland. I need to rewind that. What was the second last clue? It was named after the builder. Who donated the land that the ground sits on. Oh, okay. Right. Interesting. That was, that was a bit naughty. That was four really difficult clues, I guess. Usually I give you at least five sometimes. I thought they were quite specific clues which would actually allow you to decide which club it was. Right, I think I might have a, I think I might not. Maybe. Right. Stay tuned, we'll, uh, we'll reveal all at the end of the show. My name is John McEwen, the manager of Shorts Bonacord, and you're listening to Down the Division. 
Belson Athletic assistant boss Davy Menelos is our guest this week. Uh, from what I hear, Davy, you've been a regular listener to the show. Yeah, yeah, I, I listen. To, to be fair, whenever I work from home, I always tune in and listen to your podcast. Uh, try and get a few um, wee, wee secrets off the, their fellow guests, just in case I got the call, which I did eventually. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess there's only one place to start. I mean, I was looking earlier on there, doing a bit of research, and there it was in the Motherwell Times last week. I think the headline was something like, 42-year-old assistant manager scores dramatic late winner for Bells Hill Athletic! Exclamation mark. Tell us about it. What happened? You scored the... The late winner that, uh, that keeps you basically top of the conference, eh? Yeah, to be fair, I think um, I only got on because I'd actually probably bored Dell down by the amount of times I said to him, get me on, get me on. We're doing <laughs> one each, get me on. So to be fair, no, um, he put me on. And to be honest with you, it was just one of them, just probably through the years of experience, natural finish, uh, follow up for the goalie spill and just a, a four-yard tapping that's probably an ideal distance for myself at this age. So, uh, to be fair, but to be honest, we, we, we dominated the game. Um, the first half fell a wee bit away in the second half. Mabel came a wee bit in it, but to be fair, I think we did deserve to, to win the game, whether it was a last-minute win or not for myself, but I think we done and the boys did enough to take um, all three points, to be fair. We'd have been disappointed if we did drew. And I noticed uh, Derek's comments, he said... Uh, he didn't do a cartwheel to celebrate. He just ran away and put his hand up. Yeah. Uh, and then he, I mean, that came after he said that he didn't think he'd got the legs left to play much longer now. I mean, are you having that, Davey? <sighs> to be fair, I, I, I just do the training. And, and to be honest with you, everything that's going on now in the pandemic and that, it's just me being there as an extra option for us to have. You know, at the end of the day, um, if required and, and, and I, I need to be used, I'll be always there to, to, to help. And as I say, I do I do the training regular. Um, so to be honest with you, um, I'm no I'm no want to play regular. I'm just there as a stopgap to to allow us to to know if we've got a few injuries that we've got somewhere there that we can maybe get 20 minutes out of that. But to be fair, we've got a good squad now, what a good talent. So to be honest with you, um, I'm only there as a last resort. To be honest, Davies, I'm just gonna touch on that a uh, talent and. The success you're having this year, uh, you're new into the job, obviously at Belsall, and obviously you lost a few players last year. What's been the secret behind this year's success so far? I, th- I think, to be honest with you, Paul, I, I think De- Derek um, needs to take a-, a lot of credit because, to be fair, when when, when we were at the p- a previous club, um, he built um, a bond with a lot of the players that, that we had a, a good uh, dressing room, a good morale. So obviously when we when we left and then we came to Bells Hill, um, we knew we had the the the, the opportunity to bring in the boys that we we'd, we'd previously managed. So we we had that nucleus to squad, you know, and and probably boys that were playing, no disrespect to Kaluk, but probably at a, a level that they could obviously go and play higher. So we basically just brought that in, and then to be again adding players to the to the squad, Derek's always on looking for players, but 99 times out of 100, the players that we seem to get is players that get recommended for the boys that we've already got there. So it's kind of like guys know each other, and you know what football's like, everybody knows everybody. So it's kind of like been easy to get that, and basically the, the, the boys have just, um, who've, have, who've been with us for a while, have kind of like allowed the other boys to come in with the banter and the 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 the, the able to pull all the squad together and it gives a good blend so to be fair so see when you when you arrived at Rockburn eh, what sort of numbers were you left with were you left with the complete uh, uh, depleted squad or was it did you have the numbers there you just had to make some changes to it no no, no to be fair um, Derek and, and, and the discussion with myself Derek contacted every 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 one of the, 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 the playing staff that was already at Belsall and basically, um, as we did with COVID, probably other teams did, uh, we got them down with social distancing, explained what we were going to do at the club. Obviously, again, with the finances of the club and what happened in the summer, t- explaining that we didn't really have the funds to, to pay anybody. And obviously, we, during the pandemic, um, obviously, that would um, hopefully come maybe next year. And we just tried to sell them what we did at 
at the previous club and what we would bring with the with, with the, the the training gear, the straps, the, the the balls, that type of stuff, and we we're just asking them to buy in to it. But we obviously the the boys that we already had knew what we we delivered at the previous club. For some of our listeners won't know that Bellsell had a a fire at their ground uh, just before the was at the end of last season. Uh, how much of a setback's that been for the club? I certainly know it's not held you guys back up, you know, on the park, but uh, where's it left the club today? Oh, to be to be fair, obviously it, it's be, it'll be devastating for the club before we arrive. You know, we, we're coming in in, in somebody's pre-COVID um, lockdown, burned down the, the changing rooms for what reason I don't know, but you know, all the the work and effort that's been put in previously is now all destroyed. So to be fair, it's like the club um, is like a, it's called like the new Bell Soul. So it's kind of like a fresh start. So basically, to be fair, um, behind the scenes, the committee and 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 the the other people are working tirelessly to get the club house and obviously the the changing rooms to where they the, where they need to be for the hopefully um, 2021 when they can get fans back in. And get a wee bit of um, foothold back into our own ground rather than playing at the the Matt Busby. I think uh, I think you brought in two more players this week, uh, Davy and Michael Brunton and Daniel Haskim. I mean, you've you've brought in quite a few players. I think you touched on there about the sort of chemistry and all that. But did did you quite imagine they gel quite as quickly as they have? To, to be honest, we were only five games into the season, and again, um, with Derek, um, and also we brought in Colin Riley as well as a coach. You know, um, we're just trying to build on that week by week, learn, learning for maybe a few of the mistakes that we, what we inevitably will make in games, and just making sure that we we keep that going with the squad and basically try and bring in competition for places. I know it'll be it's hard in the, in the current climate, but you know, at the end of the day. If you've got an opportunity to bring in players to to your squad that have played with teams like obviously Michael Brunton and there was Sean Rousen as well, the two boys that came for that call, they've they've they're not uh, competing this year in the league, so it allowed us to bring them in. But it just adds another a bit of quality to the squad and also keeps the guys that are already there on their toes um, to, for competition for places. At the end of the day, you're always looking to add quality. And that's that's what we've always been, you know. At the end of the day, um, as I say, Derek, you know, always I mean, always on the phone to each other. Who do we know? Who's available? Who can we get? You know, and, and I think to be fair, um, Derek needs to take a lot of credit for what he's done. You know, not just once but twice. You obviously your game on uh, Saturday against St Rocks was was called off. Uh, bit of a shame, you know, not being able to to, to try and kind of keep staying clear at the top because it obviously allowed uh, other teams around you to kind of uh, join you at the top, didn't it? Yeah, uh, to, be, to be fair, um, obviously with the weather during the week, you know, you're looking thinking the snow, then the heavy rain, you know, they probably, um, we, we actually got a picture of the park and the park looked um, decent, but obviously then heavy rain on Friday night, probably put pay to that, but to be fair, at the end of the day, it is what it is, and with 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 this current climate, again with COVID, it's either going to be players isolating, uh, or um, the weather that's going to upset the the cart. But at the end of the day, you just got to put that aside and then focus now and, and Craig Martin Saturday and move on to um, that game, and then the the game against the Rocks will come around again and take care of itself, you know. But you look at the league; they're probably one of the, I would say, the stronger teams in the league as well. So it would have given us a good um, idea of where we are actually are. Yeah, you mentioned Craig Mark this weekend. They, they started the season on fire. They've dropped off a bit now, but uh, tough test for you. This league, you've got to give everybody respect their due. You know, again, we've played Mayball two weeks on Saturday ago and, and they're sitting second bottom. That's For me, that's a false position they're sitting in. So to, to be fair, there'll be no easy games. Just touching on that, David, I'm actually looking at the league in front of me. I think down to, even down to kind of eighth place, you're all really a game off being in that top four. So it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough season for you, isn't it? Yeah, 
Uh, Paul, see, to be honest with you, this season, again, um, for, for probably the management team, um, is about getting um, a wee bit of understanding of the, the boys, getting to know one another, building a core and a foundation of the squad, and then obviously looking if, to do as well in the league. And listen, we want to finish top, but to be fair, we'll just take where we finish, and as long as we win more games than we lose, I think it'd be a successful season. We've uh, we asked most of the guests we have on, as I'm sure you'll have heard, Davy, about the the decision making behind you know playing this season or not playing this season. Was it always in Bellhill's uh, interests, or was it always going to be playing this season for Bellhill, or or did it kind of come anywhere close for them saying, no, we're going to sit this one out like like a few of the other teams have chosen to do? I think, to be fair, um, I think there was ongoing discussions between, as I say, Derek, myself, committee, the players, and I think, um, to be fair, as long as we could be, we were able to put the protocol in place to allow the players and that to to go to training, play match days um, safely and securely, then I, I think it was always going to be um, a decision that it would come down probably to the players, because at the end of the day, they're at, they're playing for nothing. You know, they're not even getting travelling expenses, but to be honest with you, a lot of in this current climate, probably for me, is just to get a release for everything else that's going on on a Saturday and a bit of normality back in the life. One of the things that happened to us on the weekend was, obviously our game uh, was never going to go ahead. We kind of knew that a couple of days before. But one of the teams that actually opted to pull out contacted us to say, look, I think your game will be off on the weekend uh, and uh, do you fancy playing a friendly? I don't know, Dave, if, if you've come across this, but are these teams allowed to be playing friendlies? I don't know. I don't know whether... Uh, well, they obviously must be, because they go permission, because I think they end up playing another, another team, but I thought that was kind of strange, you know, at this stage, if, you, if you've opted out, you've opted out, because you really you can't probably either afford to play, but most teams opted out because of the safety of their players, yeah. They're now playing friendlies. What's your thoughts on that? To, to be fair, I, I'm I'm like yourself, Paul. If you if you're out, you're out. I think that a lot of the the, the teams that um have pulled out the league, um, i.e. the bigger teams and a lot of the teams that were, were stating it was the safety of the players, that's their own decision. But see, for me, you know, at the end of the day, um, I, I think that the teams that have said they're going to play. That they play, it's, there's nothing wrong with a team like Bell Sills game being off and us playing New Mains, who are two teams that are actually taking part in the in the league. But I don't see what advantage is it to somebody who's pulled out the league, but they're still saying we want to play a friendly because at the end of the day, there's nothing to gain from that. Do you know what I mean? And to be fair, I, if I was a player in that, a team that has said I'm pulling out the league, and I got a phone call saying would you want to play a friendly on a Saturday, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be saying yes anyway. I'd be saying no. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know how insurances and things like that work because I'm presuming if you've not, if you've not, if you've if you've opted out of the league, you're gonna. I don't think you need to get your pay the insurance and things like that. I just found it strange on the weekend that uh, teams are doing that. I've also heard as well that uh, some of the teams, and I don't know how factual this is. So in fact, maybe this is one we could get Kenny Young back on for. But some of the teams that were in last year's Scottish Cup. Uh, I still got to be able to uh, play in that the, the, the junior Scottish Cup. Find that strange because a lot of the players will be out on loan. Correct. And, and to be fair, it was funny. I was I was um, looking at a couple of the because obviously it's the first round of the Scottish um, Senior Cup this weekend. And again, you're looking at and they've actually done the, a few of the rounds ahead of of the first round. And I'm sure Alton Lex names there, but they're not involved in the West of Scotland League. So it's strange how how that's going to work. You know, I know a few of their boys have been out on loan, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. You know, but for me, if they're not playing in the, the West of Scotland League, um, due to obviously whatever reasons they they want to to, to pull out the league for, surely that should play should be taken by somebody who's actually playing in the West of Scotland League. I would also think registrations as well. I can't imagine registrations will let players go back if they're out on loan for a for a for a couple of games. I don't think they'll bend the rules rules for that. But that's an interesting one actually, Gareth. Maybe that's one that Kenny Young could clear up for us. Maybe if he could uh, if you're listening, Kenny, drop us a wee email and then we can maybe clear that up for the listeners next week. 
I think it's a great idea. I think uh, a bit of clarity there, um, you know, just to put things right, I guess, and explain why or why not. Then I think that's definitely uh, definitely the way forward. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely uh, ask uh, Kenny about that one. Um, I mean, talking about the weekend, Davey, you you must be pushing for a start now. Uh, no, I don't think so. I'll be lucky to get number. I think I was seventeen. You know, I might be lucky to get Derek will give me eighteen this week. You know, number eighteen <laughs> that is. No, so hopefully that'll be. Um, listen, I'll be there for the bench, and if the need required, then I'll come on. If no, then it'll be what it'll be. I mean, there's some good managers out there in the world, David, that give you a start last year. Okay, exactly. Yeah, exactly, Paul, to be fair. You know, um, I think I'm the oldest player to score for New Mains and now the oldest player to score for Bell Hill, so that's no bad. You know what I mean? The two last teams, you know, to be fair, um, talking about New Mains last year, um, I came in and, and trained with Paul, um, obviously when what happened with the previous club, Kaluk, so... Uh, Paul was good enough to let me come and train and then it just kind of like snowballed into me playing a few games I think it was seven in total but I enjoyed it and I just enjoyed getting back with the band of the guys and to be honest with you probably Covid um, I probably came out of Covid fitter than I've, I've been even when I was training with Paul's team due to going running every day obviously a wee bit of furlough with the work and that so to be fair but um, I really enjoyed New Mains and as I said to you Paul's got a great set up up there they, they get treated right you know they, they try to do it in the right way uh, um, push the club in the right direction and, and, and you know um, I'm sure they'll t- this season as you said he's got a better squad than they had last year and I think it'll just grow and grow from there certainly younger <laughs> aye certainly younger aye I, I think if you took me and we drew Lindsay out there I think we brought the average age up to about 80 in fairness, in fairness, and there's no blowing smoke up your backside because you're here, both yourself and Drew come in and were actually brilliant for us. I actually, at that time, probably needed some older heads to come in and steady the ship a little bit. And uh, no, it definitely done the job for us. And obviously, you now took Drew and he's playing week in, week out at Bells Hill. Yeah, t- to be fair, um, yeah, t- Drew, again, he, w- he was away as at Kaluk. Um, he's at Velsal at the moment and he's doing really well. But there's the, the you know, you know what you get, the experience and, and a lot of times, you know, you don't need to run all, all over the park. You just need to know where to be and in what position and read the game and, and do we we uh, we do that brilliantly for us, you know, as well as in our couple of the experienced players at Velsal as well. How long are you known Drew for? Probably about maybe two to three years. So um, basically, we just got to know each other through Kaluk. You know, and I, 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 I do a bit of um, work with him through my job and what he does. Does he dye his beard? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, need, I need to ask him that. I'll ask him that on Thursday and I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll ask him that. <laughs> I'll ask him that on Thursday and let you know. <laughs> you mentioned, uh, we've, we've mentioned, uh, you know, Derek Wilson being the manager. We'll talk to you about Kaluk and all that in the second half of the show, but how does it work with you and Derek? I mean, you've obviously you've got that partnership there now. Is it a pretty well-refined kind of partnership in, in how you split the duties? No, to, to be fair, obviously, um, Derek being the manager, myself the assistant manager, uh, do a wee bit of playing. And obviously, again, we, we're bringing Colin in as well, doing a bit of the help me with training drills. And to be fair, Colin um, coming in has been a, a refreshing um, addition to the, 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 the management team we've got in the training drills. Obviously, a bit of a diversity, stuff that maybe the boys have not done before gives a bit of freshness. But with Derek, to be fair, you know, um, we, we have we have a discussion, you know, the final decisions with, with Derek. But to be honest with you, you know, he takes on board the, the points. But to be honest, um, I, I can't speak highly enough of Derek, as I said. You know, he, he, he lets you have your input, but to be fair, um, he's always uh, straight up and honest with, with people, you know, and the players, and, and, and to be fair, he's done really, really well. I'm Adam Hopes, co-manager of Drumchapel United, and you're listening to Down the Divisions. We'll just have a look um, at the fixtures this weekend and, and back at the fixtures last weekend. I mean, I think looking forwards... Massive game in the in the Premier League this weekend. Darvel against Clyde Bank down at Recreation Park. We had Gordon Moffat, the Clyde Bank manager, on last week. We had Mick Kennedy, the Darvel manager, on previously. 
that looks the game of the weekend, would you say, Davey? Oh, correct, yeah. You know, um, t- to be fair, as I said, uh, what, what, what Gordon Moffat's done uh, at, at Clyde Bank is is um, been brilliant. As I say, we actually played him last year in the Cup, um, to be fair, and I think they beat us 3-1 at that time. Um, and you could see they had decent players and, and good um a quarry squad that you could see they were going to progress. You know, they're a massive club. I played against Clyde Bank when they were um, the old um, senior, you know, when they played out a Capolo, you know, shared the, the, the ground with Greenock. So, to be fair, they'll do well. And, and to be fair, Darvo are just, you know, um, the Galacticos are the, the, the Premier League at the moment, aren't they, with the way they're signings, you know. Anybody anybody that's um, been senior or... or um, is available. They seem to be enticing to go and play with But to be fair, I've 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 been down um, to the setup and it is a f- fair setup. They've got the park and everything. And fair, listen, fair play to Mick Kennedy and and Darvel. Listen, all these people on Twitter giving them um, a bit of undue criticism because they're spending money in that. Listen, at the end of the day, see if they've got the money to do that, then crack on and and fair play to them. And listen, that's probably people wishing they had that type of. Um, firepower and expenditure that they could go and do that but listen um, I hope they do well and as I said to you they go from strength to strength It's actually a massive game as well for Darvo because Darvo's got a game in hand over Clyde Bank so if they win this it puts them when touching distance and if they win that game in hand then it, 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 they go probably joint top so mm-hmm. it's a massive game for Darvo uh, yeah. Obviously, Clyde Banks have got the points in the bag already, so that should be a really good game. I think that that league, to be fair, obviously with everything that's going on, and obviously a few of the big hitters that are not involved in the Premier League due to um, no uh, want to compete this year, I think that will give a few people an idea of of maybe what's going to be um, ahead when everybody comes back to the the proper setup, because, you know... um, I don't think the the teams like Darvo and that and Clyde Bank are just going to allow the teams like Pollock and, and Auchinleck and the other teams that have pulled out to just come walking back into that league and um, look at um, just going back to first and second or third or what, whatever it will be because I think, uh, you know, with that Wollong League place up for grab, I think that'll be an exciting league next year. I think the other thing as well, when it does go back to normal, David, seven teams get relegated out there, so it's going to be a real fight and towards the end of the season be a real dog fight in those bottom seven places yeah. oh definitely and and that's that's the thing at the end of the day you're looking at the conferences you want to be in the top four or five of the conferences so they don't get the seven teams coming down to, to when you when you're actually going up you know because i think there'll be a few big hitters coming down every seven teams you know um especially you know, you've got people like uh, Beef, Kilwitterin, you've got Blantovics who are doing phenomenal under John Gibson, uh, Gibby, a good, who put a pal of mine, I know if he's Stenhouse Muir times, you know what I mean, they're doing absolutely phenomenal in that league. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, Troon, I mean, they've got Rutherglen, Glencairn this weekend, you know, they, they could they could seize on any drop points between uh, Darvel and Clybank, couldn't they? Oh, d- definitely, yeah. Um, Troon, you know, they're, they're going about the business quietly. Obviously, they've got the boy Ryan Stevenson in ex-Hearts, you know, so they always seem to buy um, decent uh, ex-senior pros that just add that bit of experience to their squad and they always are there or thereabouts. What about, I mean, we touched on your conference. Emilio uh, and, and Anne Bank are up alongside you at the top there. Um, some game and bank were involved in on uh, on Saturday. I think Callum Graham, who, who we had on the show uh, a few weeks back, the Ashfield striker. I think uh, he scored he scored all four goals in that game. I think, and they still uh, Ashfield still lost six four to to Anne Bank. You, you, would you see Anne Bank and, and uh, Muirkirk as, as two of the big challenges there? Renfrew to, as well. To, to be fair, the, the, I would say there's 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 not just Muirkirk and Bank. As I say, you've just mentioned Renfrew, the Rock, Ashfield. You know, that league that we're in at the moment, there's, there's, there's very, very good teams in it. So, to be fair for us, we, ju- we just look at one game at a time. Take Craig Mark, the result, get the win hopefully for that, move on to the next result. But you've got Renfrew, they were, they, were, they were Premier League before the junior split. You know, So, we've played them, drew three each of them, you know, at the end of the day. 
it was an itchy peachy game. So to be fair, we, we don't really fear anybody in that league. We just take each game and give the team the respect that they they do, and and just just um, take one game at a time. Touching on the the Ashfield, Callum actually scored his four goals in the first half, and they and, and they end up getting they end up getting beat. The bigger teams are going to have to come sniffing about that boy soon, isn't he? I mean, that's you know, over two seasons now. He's, he's banging in the goals, and I just look at the the boy that plays up at Ross County, who come from the from the juniors. You would yeah. think maybe a Aye. sort of senior team's going to come in and have a look at him. Aye, Ross Stewart, the boy yeah. at Ross County. Like, yeah. Listen, I'll, that's one thing this West of Scotland legal do, and it, but it's back to the old days. The senior teams will start to come and look at players at the low level because there is there is players there that are that are only needing a, a small opportunity to be able to play at a higher level. And I think, you know, back in the days, you know, it was you'd every every probably senior team would always go and send people to watch uh, junior games. And I think you'll find come the west of Scotland they set up. I think you'll find low league teams. You'll you'll find first, uh, first second division. Championship teams coming and looking at players to try and pick up the 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 gems that the the olden days was a hundred thousand pound player they used to call it. You know, you get a boy for junior, break him senior, and you'd end up selling him for a hundred grand to somebody else. And I think that the days are coming back. And I would I would I would say to any young player, if you've been freed for any team or you're looking to go, go and play. Take two steps back to go one forward. You know, I think you'll find that a lot of young boys will start to come in and maybe get involved in the west of Scotland. And do you think Derek will sell you now you've scored your goal and uh, £100,000, do you think oh. come back in for you? <laughs> I don't know about that, no. Maybe a hundred quid if I'm lucky. <laughs> you know, no, listen, but I do, what you're saying, Paul, I think the, the boys like that, the, the guy, the, the young guy at Ashfield, you know, listen, you don't know who's watching. Obviously, in the current climate, you can't watch, but you never know who's, who's there looking at you. And I think that you will find um, senior teams starting to come and look at their leagues. Well, I mean, we've, we've talked about Darvel and Clyde Bank being the, the game of the weekend. But when you look at Conference B, there's a couple of, couple of big games coming up there this weekend as well, isn't there? The leaders, Neoston, go to uh, second place, Greenock. And then uh, Johnston Borough, who are in fourth, they're hosting third place, Port Glasgow. Um <laughs> Difficult games to call. I mean, it's, it's, it's bunching up quite nicely at the top there, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, to be fair, you look at Johnston, buddy, they've got to take a lot of credit. You know, um, I think a, a season ago, a game we played them, they brought in a lot of boys for amateur, you know, but this season, to be fair, even before the league started, the, the friendly games they were playing, they weren't playing teams that you would just say at, at different levels. They were playing decent teams and doing really, really well, and they've just kicked on for there. You know, um, Neilston again, bringing in a couple of lone e players. You know, and they, again they're just going for every game. They seem to just get be getting better and better and better. And the unknown quantity in that league again will be Port Glasgow because nobody will fancy going down there to play. Do we think God Ken are getting getting into their stride now? They uh, they won five three against Irvin Victoria there. But to be to be honest with you, you look at God Ken. Um, and and the, the obviously everything about them the setup and that and, you, and to be fair I was thinking you would be looking at them at the top of the league. Obviously they brought in a few signings, you know, pre um, COVID. You know, a guy Stevie Saunders, the boy Greeking up front still there, and, and Gary Harkins. You know, and you're thinking they're they're really going to kick on, but I don't know what's what's happening there. It seems to be a bit bit start start stop. But to be fair. Um, I think they've got probably enough a, a good squad there to, to probably start pushing back up that league, you know. And, and Willie Kinnebra as a manager, you know, he's got he's got a lot of experience in that, so I think he'll do all right. I tell I dread this week that I think Gary Harkins has hung his boots up. I think he said that he's got to take a step back from it, but he's there if they need him. And I think I, I read that possibly his co-bred Lowland League team would come in for Saunders. So I don't know whether it's because of the start they've had. I don't know, but. Listen, I'm sure Willie will turn that around there, no problem. He's an experienced guy. We have absolutely loads of co- uh, contacts in the game, so I think it won't be long before we see Gart Cairn kind of climbing up that league as well. And what about uh, your conference, Paul? Uh, not a great deal to talk about on the weekend with the uh, postponements. Uh, Lanark picked up a, 
a point, uh, one each with uh, Glasgow Persia, but um, a chance. I mean, there's been a lot, lot of, we say it every week, it's just it's the smallest conference, but it's also been the most affected by the weather as well. So, ah, it's been affected by the weather as well, but some strange results. Like we played Glasgow Persia, and I, like I explained on here, we, we went out in nine men. It was a, it was tough, and I, I thought maybe Atlantic would have would have won that game uh, quite easily, to be honest. But obviously, Jamie McKenzie's going in there again. Lanark will be challenging in there. Thornywood, they're, they're going to be chapping the door as well. It's really, really tough. And then obviously, Drumchapel will a lot. They're the unknown in the league, I suppose, because they're, they're new to the setup. Ourselves, you know, a couple of a couple of wins. If we can get a result against East Kilbride on Saturday, you know. We're in the park as well, so no, it's, it's an exciting conference. It might only be nine teams, but it's quite an exciting little conference. No, definitely. You look at again that 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 conference that Paul's in New Mains. There's teams in there. Every every team can beat each other. As I said, obviously, I know, I know Jamie quite well at Thornywood. You know what he's done at Thornywood again. You know, I think they'll be there thereabouts. And again, as Paul said, Jamie going into Lanark, he'll bring um, all his experience. He's got loads of contacts. You know, I can see them pushing, but you know, um, Kilsyth as well are in that league, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, they're, they're, to be fair, they've 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 been um, just chipping away, doing well, picking up result after result. You know, I watched their game against St Cardix. You know, the first game of the season, and they they they, they, they actually gave them a bit, a bit of a doing. You know, so to be fair, um, I think it's like that in every league, even the Premier League to to the other three conferences. There's teams in there that a week on week will beat each other. I th- and, and to be fair, I think that's I, I think that's good to know. You know, we 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 the, the four leagues that everybody's getting a chance to play teams that we've maybe not played before, and you know, and pitting the wits against the different people. You know, instead of just running them all same year in year out playing the same team you've played for the last four years. You're also seeing in that league as well, like us, East Kilbride, uh, who also with Thornley, we've only played three games. Yeah, Yoker have played, obviously, the Astroturf, they they played six, Lanark's played six, so there's loads of games in hand, got to be, you know, that once we get back for the Christmas break, there'll be loads of games in hand, because eh, I think over the next couple of weeks that there'll be a lot of games that don't make it. I'm Chris Ewing, owner of the Caledonian Braves, you're listening to Down the Divisions. Belsen Athletic Assistant Boss Davy Menelos is our guest this week. Davey, I asked uh, Gordon Moffat a similar question last week. Um, how would Davey Menelow as the coach describe Davey Menelow as the player over the years? As a player? <laughs> to be fair, I, I just, my, my, my mindset as a player is, see, so I always just try to give 100% every game, you know, um, try and work at the things that I wasn't good at and try and improve. But to be honest with you, as long as I, I came off the park thinking I'd, I'd given 100%, then I was quite happy. Because, to be fair, see, as a footballer, you can't you can't con the fans. They're not, they're not daft. They know whether you're trying or you're not trying. And nine times out of ten, a lot of fans will, will, will let you be um, forgiven for getting beat if they think you've been trying. You know, what they won't forget is if you think that you've no, tried a leg and you, you get battered. So, to be fair, for me... What I did, any team I played with, I'd always do 100%, and then hopefully your ability then would um, allow you to, to, to shine a bit and, and, and maybe, as in my case, score a few goals, you know, and that, that's all I tended to do. And, and listen, that, that's what I, I try to do with every team, try my best. Perhaps we can uh, we can get any teams that uh, I've missed out here to write in just to let us know that you did play for them, or maybe if you didn't play for them, it might be quicker actually looking at the list, Davey, but... Um, don't think their uh, computer memory is big enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shotspawn Accord, Alloa, Stenhouse Muir, East Stirling, Queen's Park, Lanark, East Cabride, Canvas Lang, Kilwinning, Johnston Borough, Kaluk, uh, Lock Hall, New Mains, Royal Albert. Um, I mean, some some happy memories. There. I mean, you obviously you started in the juniors and then and then went senior. Did. Did you I mean you look back at the senior career and think maybe you could have done better there or stayed longer or, or did it all kind of? I know you've obviously got a you've got quite a high kind of pressure job doing uh, doing the sales and you, you do a lot of miles on the road, so I guess you've had to kind of work your football around that a little bit as well. 
I think to to be honest with you, um, the senior it was due to a few injuries that probably cut it a bit short. You know, um, as I said, I started off at um, uh, Shortsburn which to be fair, at, at that point, you know, Shortsburn um, after the, them getting the the problems with the league and that they were starting to climb back up the leagues. So I joined them just as they were coming into the Super Premier League, um, and at that time the the junior game was it was full of everybody who knew everybody at, at, at teams were every team could beat each other so it was a great standard you know I, I can remember Mark McLaughlin was playing with Arthur at, at the time you know you'd um, guy, other guys playing with different teams and you were looking at the standard of the player so to be fair Shots was a great great um, grounding for myself you know young guy going in there full of experienced players Never got ahead of myself because you just get brought down to back to earth with a bang straight away, you know. And then to be honest with you, it was just by chance that I done all right at shots and, and got a move to Alawa. And then basically, um, I was there for a year. It didn't, to be honest with you, um, I started off with Alawa and I dislocated my shoulder in the first um, league game of the season against Partick Thistle. Uh, Raymond Montgomery was playing for Partick Thistle at the back. And we first two minutes of the game, a long ball over the top. Me and him tangled. He fell on me, and my at my dis, my shoulder dislocated. So to be fair, uh, it was that. But no, my 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 senior career, you know, was was probably blighted with injuries. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously the the broken leg at East Stirling shirt. I mean, you know, there's talk. You know, you thought about would you ever play again after. After having that injury, was that would that be fair comment? Yeah, t- to be fair, East East Stirling, you, you know that was a, a, a triple leg break, and um, a funny story is that, that that actual day I broke my leg. It was a Tuesday night, um, and and I used to hate playing during the week. I just because I, I used to like getting up on a Saturday, relaxing and, and getting a structure in place to go to the game. So Tuesday night, um, at that I was actually working in a whiskey bond at the time. And I remember getting a, a phone call for a guy, Mark Donachie, who played with Celtics at the agent. And I remember him phoning me up, and I'm in a whiskey bond at this point, uh, working away, and he's like, ah, can you get me a couple of tickets for the Albion Overs game? I was like, well, he's like, I'm on to come and, and watch you. He said, there's been a bit of interest in, in you, I want to have a chat with you. And then, sure enough, went to the game, and my hamstring was tight. And I remember saying to Brian Ross, Brian, by the way, I'm struggling here. I, I think my army's going to go. He's like, what did he go out in the warm-up? And have a, a, a run, see if it's still tight, we'll no play you. And it kind of eased off, and then eight, eight minutes to the ga- in, in the game, um, the ball over the top, and me and Scott Shearer were running, uh, well, obviously I was running for the ball, he was coming out, and it was kind of like a flick round him in a two-fitter, and ended up with a triple leg break. But that is what it is, and to be fair, um, when that happened, you know, you, you think, am I going to play again? You know, how long am I going to take to come back? And I've got to, to be honest with you, it was it was John McCormick that actually phoned me up. East East Stirling kind of like just um, drifted away for me, kind of like obviously not having the facilities and the money and nothing to hang me. And I get a phone call for John McCormick saying, "Listen, come in, I want to speak to you." Um, took me in. He's like, "Listen, I'm, I'll sign you and we'll get you fit." And to be fair, he, he, he stood by his word, brought me in. And at that point, Hamden was like the kind of um, Mecca for like the hydrotheric pool or the training facilities, all that. So it, it, to be honest with you, if that never happened, I, I probably would have still been struggling at, at this time. But thanks to that call, it kind of like speeded up my recovery and got me back to to kind of like looking at, at actually playing football again. I was going to ask you how. I mean, when you break your leg like that, does it take? Maybe it'd probably be natural to kind of lose a bit of confidence or to be a bit tentative coming back. Did it take you a little while before you kind of realised that your body was strong enough? Yeah, to, to be fair, you know, obviously uh, at Queen's Park, the, 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 the two doctors and that, and they, 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 they put me through uh, a, a programme to get me back fit. And to be honest with you, I was joining in training and you're still running with a limp and all that, you know, and to be fair... Um, I remember, I think it was, we played a reserve game against Airdrie, and I think, funny enough, I think Ian McCall was the manager and, and Owen Coyle and that was, was there at the time. And I remember just getting the ball, and I was play, I think I was playing wide right, and the, the left back just absolutely nailed me in the first minute. And I'm like, oh, it's, this is either give or take. 
And to be fair, as soon as he nailed me, I got back up. And and funny enough, I actually started running with a limp straight away after that. So he kind of like done me a favour because I think that mental psych- psychology just clicked in to say, right, you're all right, you're good to go and crack on. And, and to be fair, um, for then I just, I just started to grow. And again, the facilities at Queen's Park at that point were, were brilliant. So they were kind of like saying, right, no, we want you to do this, we want you to do that. And to be fair, John McCormick, before he left to go to Morton, and you know, was was absolutely magnificent with me. Did you also have a spell with Irving Victoria? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did that. Does is, is, does the nickname Henry the Hoover ring any bells? Oh, I don't know where they got that. There's a few nicknames flying about. You know, Henry Hoover. I don't know even how they how that came about. To be honest, you know. <laughs> that was my next question. Oh, I don't, I don't know. To be fair, you know, um, that that's one of the the nicknames that flew flung about and even at shorts wing not I, I, I just these these nicknames coming you don't know where they come from you know but I, I, I don't know where Henry Hoover came from but <laughs> listen it's, obviously because I must have just um, hoovered up all the goals <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know if this is correct or not you, you can obviously uh, tell me if it's right or not but despite the accent were you born across the border yeah surely yeah mm-hmm. in England yeah how how did all that? I mean, your parents English? Yeah, they, no, no, my parents are Scottish, and to be fair, um, I was at, I was born in in Leyland. Uh, well, sorry, born in Chong, but I lived in Leyland. So um, I used to play down there with a team called AFC Rebel. Um, they played in the, the Lancashire League, and, and um, to be honest with you, um, again, I was doing really well, and just due to family circumstances, um, I was actually on the verge of going and doing a a YTS. But due to, like I said, family circumstances, I ended up um, moving up to Scotland and, and that going away. So um, it it was just it was just uh, one of the things, you know. So, you know, an opportunity down there. But to be fair, it is what it is in, in life. So you just need to get on with it. So, so you, you'll be cheering for which country in the Euros next uh, year, Davey? England, Scotland? Who, who else is in the group? <laughs> <laughs> the other two teams, you know, you know, uh, I don't know. I've split, split, um, split loyalties, you know. Um, if England are winning, I'll cheer for them. If Scotland are winning, I'll cheer for them. You know, <laughs> and if it's a draw, then everybody's happy. <laughs> Was uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you're in the dugout now and have been. For a little while, was was coaching always something that interested you as as you kind of got older? To, to be honest with you, um, I, I wouldn't say um, really. No, I, I just I just enjoyed playing and I just loved being. I just loved the training. So to be fair, it was by again me get becoming Dell's assistant was just by chance with the circumstances that happened at Kaluk and Dell saying, "Do you want to come in and be my assistant at, at, at Kaluk?" And then it just snowballed for there. And then basically that's it. But I never, I never really set out to be a coach. But now I'm, I'm doing it. You know, um, eventually. You know what I mean? Um, I'll know, I'll know be playing, and I'll be, I'll be on the sideline. But um, I enjoy it. And you know, I love, I love the banter with the guys, and I love the the, the boys. You know, and, and mixing and the end of the day. You know, I, to be fair with Derek, you know, I'm always, always learning things off, uh, off of him. How he, how he manages people. You know, because obviously sometimes I, I can lose lose my temper quickly. You know what I mean. So to be fair, no. He, 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 listen, every day is a learning day. You know what I mean, and moving on and trying to improve. Do you ever see yourself going as a number one at some stage, or are you just quite content being a number two and and, and doing your coaching and uh, trying to progress the team? Yeah. To, to be fair, I, I I love being the buffer. For the the, the, the the players to the gaffer because then at least again if, I'm not getting all the blame <laughs> <laughs> you know so sometimes there's, there's a wee bit of um, um, method in the madness no but listen to be fair I'm just happy to know with obviously myself Derek and obviously again Colin coming in as a coach you know looking forward to, to, to see where we can we can take Belsell you know and, and listen if Belsell's doing well and and what 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 we're we're making a good squad and we're we're going in the right direction. Listen, you never know what's in the corner, you know. At the end of the day, if you're doing well, then other people will take an interest, 
you know, and that's that's what obviously to to be fair play to Derek, that's what's that's starting to be, be seen both at when we were at Kaluk and now at Belsall that people are looking and going, you know, these guys are they'll are worth a look at, you know, and that's what it's all about. You've got to learn your trade first and then move on. But look, listen, Belsall's a sleeping giant. That could be a massive club again. You mentioned Kaluk there, we've mentioned it them a few times during the show. Uh you took over two years ago. I think you were the third managerial team there in four months. So the club was was going through a little bit of upheaval, and then you, you got them promoted in in your first season together there, you and Derek. I mean, you, you were axed a year ago or so. I think you'd won something like seven in the last sixteen before you were you were you were sacked. Um, quite a few of your first team players left. I think in in protest of the decision. Um, the physio left. I think Derek said that he felt that you were both treated pretty shabbily. You'd had your budget slashed after promotion. I mean, do, do you look back at with that time with a bit of kind of bad taste in the mouth with the way it all kind of went? To, to, to be honest with you, it is what it is. You know, listen, we could we could look. I could look back and 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 say this wasn't right and that wasn't right and he didn't do this and he didn't do that and you can blame everybody. But listen. What happened at Kaluk, nobody can take it away from me and Derek. You know, we went in there, you know, um, the players that we brought in, they got uh, Kaluk promoted, you know, um, they did really well. The next year, as I said, we were sitting, you know, it wasn't as if we were um, sitting bottom of the league. We were sitting probably, I think at that time, fifth or sixth. You know, we'd played every every top team in that league and above us and we'd beat them. So to be fair, um whether the decision was right or the decision was wrong, it was happening. But what we did do, and, and, and again, fair play to Derek, dusted his cell down, you know, never let it um, affect him and just waited for another opportunity. And and, and it's no it's no um, surprise that we're doing it exactly again at a different team with the, with the same um, um, output at the moment. You know, at the end of the day, nobody probably looked at us coming in at Bill Silway with no money, what happened to the club and expect us to be sitting top of the league after five games, you know, but at the end of the day, we're not getting carried away, we're just taking it a game by game, but Derek needs to take a lot of credit for that. Going back to Kaluk, and I, it's kind of uncomfortable for me to speak about this, because I've got, as my hometown team, I've got a lot of good friends there, but uh, did you see the writing on the wall, or was it a boat out the blue, because you did get promoted, and then you were up a division, and you were you were you were competing, you were holding your own really well in in, in the division above. Was it just a boat out the blue for you, Davy? <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I wasn't even we were, I wasn't even at training when when we knew we were getting the, the sack. I was at, I was actually at the hydro watching the WWE wrestling with my boy, <laughs> and I get a text. We one of the boys says, by the way, one of the committees came in and says you used to getting the, the the sack, and I said, oh, I very funny, just get back to training. And I didn't, I didn't think any, and I don't even think Derek was there at the time either. So to to have it done that way, and then eventually it all come out that, that it was. Um, listen, all I all I would say, if if I'm being honest with you, look, and Paul, you probably know this because you come from the area. I think you need to be for the area to to maybe to to what they want to achieve, and I think it's that kind of. Um, mentality, you know, so obviously me and Derek coming in, you know, not for the area, you know, what the boys weren't even for Kaluk, they were coming for Coat Bridge and Airdrie, but listen, it is what it is, you know, I could, I could, we could sit here and say things that maybe we don't want to say, so to be fair, it's, it, I just put it in the past and, and let them crack on and do what they do and we'll do what we do at Belsall and that, that's the way I'm looking at it, you know, at the end of the day, um, we've, we've 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 kept our, our um, powder dry, let's say, and our house in order. You're an incomer. You're right. I would have burned you at the stake because you were driving in, to be honest. But <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm an incomer to Kaluk as well. And uh, I moved there when I was eight years old. But no, he's done a great job there. And it was just probably a shame what had happened the way it is. But do you think that we time out the game actually helped you both as, a, as coaches as well and give you time and maybe see other teams play and, and, and learn in that time off? Yeah, d- definitely, but also as well what it did do, and, and again speaking for my, myself and, and obviously possibly Derek as well 
you learn for your mistakes. Listen, we never we never got everything right at Kulik. What we did do is is I think now we, we took away the, the positives and but we also took away the negatives and what we have done is we've tried to improve on the negatives, you know, and, and maybe not make the, the mistakes twice. So to be fair, you know, um it's a chapter in the in in the, the, the book that's that's put to bed and all I'm de- all we're doing now is just looking forward. And I think if you look back then it gives you a problem. I think you just keep it for me in life you just take every day as it comes and look forward. So you know, that's now put to bed and we'll move on. And I, I, and obviously, Kaluk will do what Kaluk do. Davia, Davia, I'd uh, maybe want to ask you about the, the rivalry with New Mains when you were at Kaluk as well. I mean, for, for listeners who don't know, there's a, you know, they're just a few miles apart, aren't they? And I, I was down, it was a couple of years ago. I think maybe uh, you were in the, the, the dugout that day. I think uh, it finished two each. New Mains scored with a, a last minute equaliser. And if I remember rightly, I think the away team were that gutted about it that they refused their pies um, <laughs> after the game. I don't uh, know about that. <laughs> I, I, well, I ate one anyway, so I don't know who else refused. I rest. <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> but uh, what about the rivalry of, over the years when when you were there and and uh, you know obviously as you've, you've as you've talked about you played under Paul last year, but uh, there's always a bit of tension between uh, when those two teams come together. To, to, to be fair, um, I don't know historically Kaluk and New Mains, but when we we played against New Mains, you know, the, uh, Derek again knows knows um, Guppy well as well, and we always had the, the the utmost respect for New Mains. Listen, different teams have got different budgets, different standard of player, different is. So at the end of the day, yeah, obviously you're playing against New Mains and. Paul no like me saying this, but they wanted to beat us and we wanted to beat them. But to be fair, we always had the the, the utmost respect for the both teams because listen, we knew, we we both knew how hard it was. You know, it's trying to attract players to that kind of area. You know, you know everybody when you were asking to go to Kaluk thought it was like three mile, um, three hour drive to to get to train and three hour drive to get back. But no, to be fair, listen, no, I can, and it's not just because it, it Paul's part of this podcast, but. What new means are, are trying to achieve and what they're doing, you know, it's just building blocks. And even the, the the year we played them, you know, you could see they were making progress. You know, they might have not shown on the park, but they were making the, the progress in the right, right man and that fair play to Paul and, and Guppy. So there's never really any rivalry with, with, with myself. I think kind of the big rivalry with Kaluk, wasn't it? It's Lanarkas always kind of been a, always been a kind of grudge match. I think that's more because a lot of personnel go back and forth. Uh, and especially at one time, the the manager, the last manager, had managed both teams as well. So I think there's a kind of bigger rivalry there, to be honest. Yeah. We've also talked about, you know, what you want to do, you know, what you're doing right now. But I think, am I right in saying you've, you've kind of quit the game a few times because of your job as a salesman? Yeah. T- how, how much, uh, I mean, could, could that time come again with, with the sort of pressures of family life and work life? To, to be fair, um, to be honest, my, my wife and my kids are, are brilliant with the football. They know that that's my my kind of like release for a couple of hours every week and that. And to be honest, we with my work the now it's kind of like just again, it's a great release from the day to day day job, you know. A thing. And one thing I would say regarding my day job, um, especially the football, um, a few of the people I deal with within my day job have, have came forward and allowed to like, sponsor a few things for the club. So, to be fair, it's a great avenue to get people to come and help us build where we want to go. So, to be fair, it's kind of like a, a a good thing for me, you know what I mean? Because it gets me to networking. Listen, see what the game I'm in. Everybody loves football. So, somebody will know somebody who will know somebody who will know somebody. So, to be fair, it's good. But, to be fair... At that time, I think again, I was probably a wee bit um, fell out of love with football, so I kind of like just took a wee break, reassessed it, and just just recharged the batteries, and then came back. My name's Tommy Sloan, Auchinleck Talbot manager. You're listening to Down the Divisions. Which brings us to Inside the Mind. Each week we'll put our guests on the spot to look deep into their psyche and discover some hidden stories. Okay, Davey, you're right. Uh, who was your idol as a boy? Uh, funny you should say this. The, I, I had two, and you saying that I was for Charlie. I don't know if you remember a guy called um, 
Tony Ellis played up front for Preston in the old days, centre forward. You know, he just um, used to go to do the training camps at Deepdale and he used to watch him just uh, training and that, and just he just was immense. So, to be fair, that was one of my older idols, and, and to be fair, my other idol was um, is going to be Alan Shearer when he first came into the Premier League. So is that why uh, Derek said when you scored on the uh, last weekend you just ran away with a hand in the air? Was that kind of Alan Shearer-esque, was it? Uh, it was, but I think I was knackered after my <laughs> 10 minutes. You know. uh, who's the toughest opponent you faced? Oh, who I've faced? Um, to be fair, um, i probably say I remember playing um, big big jam at um, Thompson at Queen of the South I remember playing we played I played um, a cup game um, midweek for East Stirling and we played Queen of the South at the the old East Stirling ground at the the, the retail park at uh, Falkirk and back then you could still do the tackle for behind it and, I, and honestly he must have just kicked me from one end of the park to the other you know and I get on well with big Jim but I'll tell you what he was an animal <laughs> oh, honestly, I, I must have come off that part black and blue. You know what I mean? He was, he was. You know, he, he, one thing with Jim, he, he always knew. He'd send you a message in the first two minutes to let you know he was there. You know, but no. To be fair, I would say probably say Big Jim. You know. Uh, what's the favourite football top you've worn and why? I think it's got to be, to be honest with you, the 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 Alawa. Uh, promotion the first time they'd got promoted to the championship the, the 99-2000 season I was there uh, and to be fair I actually gave it away to a fan and um, there was a, a fan that used to go a disabled fan all the time used to stand at the same bit and I remember getting we got one promotion that year um, and I ran there and gave him at the top I don't know whether they've still got it or not but um, I'll go to be that because that was probably probably one of the highlights of my career you know, getting Alwyn, I think it was, I can't remember how long it was since he'd been in the top division. Who's uh, the best player you've played with? The best player I've played with, I'll take, there's two, two to be fair. I didn't play with him, I played against him. And there was a guy called Brian Heatherston. He's no longer with us, played with Rafe Rovers. Mm-hmm. We played them in a pre-season friendly for uh, Alwyn. And uh, I think John McVeigh and Peter Heriston were the manager at the time. And, and to be fair, obviously, the boy was for Coat Bridge, and that's where I, I hang about. I remember saying to the guys, who's this boy? Well, oh, this is this boy, Brian Heriston. And I'm not being funny. The guy was unbelievable. I'm like, what a player this guy is. And do you know that way? You just look at somebody and think, by the way, you're far too good for them. And he was just immense. He was just, uh, honestly, and obviously, he's no longer with us, but. To be fair, I was like, what a player this guy is. And what's the best practical joke you've seen? Oh, there's a few, to be fair. Uh, the best one recently, uh, well, there's two. Uh, one was at Kaluk, and I'm sure it was one of the boys. Um, it was kind of like seeing a, a video, and it was kind of like, I think it was, it might have been me, Eddie Healy, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but somebody put talc in his, his, his cap. So after the shower and that, put on then put the hat on and all the talc came off over his head, all over it, man. It was, I mean, honestly, it was, it was so funny, you know. I mean, no expected bang hat, showering talc and powder. And the other one, to be fair, is um, when I was funny enough, Paul at New Mains sent out the text. We were playing Garvin away in the cup. Oh, and, and, he, and he sent out a text on the Friday night saying, "Lads, just to let you know, uh, I expect you ought to be wearing a shirt and tie." For the for the game, and one of the young guys that uh, um was it Daryl um, at the time turned up with a shirt and tie under the tracksuit, <laughs> and he got absolutely battered with the boys. The fair mines was in the motor to not been hanging up. I'll actually tell you what actually happened. Now, you've got a WhatsApp group, right? If you're in a WhatsApp group chat, but your number's not saved on it. So Andrew McKenzie who's the practical joker, changed his name on the phone to my name and put the message out. It was actually him that put the message out under my name saying that uh, everyone has to wear shirt and tie and we got a bus down that day. And uh, the young boy come on, but he had a, a training top. He actually put a training top on because he was unsure 
And sure enough, they go on, they zip the wee three-quarter thing down, and there he's sitting there with a shirt and tie on. So that, that's what actually happened. It was, a, it was a belter for Macker because he'd actually changed my name. And by the way, he's done that a couple of times. He'd done one last week, changed my name again. Unbelievable. Uh, just, the boy's never wore a shirt and tie since. He's <laughs> <laughs> never wore one in his life. He was only about 16. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jamie Nesbitt, manager of Thornwood United, and you're listening to Down the Divisions. Before we finish up, we'll clear up the Down the Divisions decider. This week, I'm looking for the club from League One down that was formed after a journalist was told to go and find a story and started asking locals what they thought about setting up a new club. They've won the Scottish Junior Cup twice. They play at a ground named after the builder who donated the land it sits on, and they can list Frank McAvenny as a former player. Are either of you anywhere close? I was going to say Beath, because WH Malcolm's. Right, but hold that thought, because the fifth clue is, as well as listing Frank McAvenny as a former player, they can also list Davey Manylaws as a former player. Oh, Irvin Vitt, well, I could be here all day. I know, it doesn't narrow it down much, does it? No, it doesn't. I was thinking originally because of the Celtic connection, it was going to be St. Oh, Rocks. Because no. they are part of James McRory. Part, James McRory was a Celtic player, wasn't he? Was uh, it short? No. Hannah oh, Hannah Park. The only other one where I named Johnson Borough, it's Kenny Park. Kenny. Kenny Park. Aye. So that would have been George Walker, wouldn't it? Hannah Park shots, I'm going with them. Davey? I would say, I was going to say shots, right? Uh, probably, well, I would stick with shots then. Uh, Johnson Borough. Oh, aye, because George Walker gave him the part, didn't he? No, James, James, James Keeney. Oh, was it, eh? Yeah, he, well, he was the builder uh, who donated the land on the Scottish Cup in 1964 and 1968. Um, so there we go. There you go. Davey, thanks for joining us. All the best for, for Bells Hill uh, for the rest of the season and hope you and Derek uh, can keep things going. Well, thanks very much, and hopefully we can um, get a, a wee win on Saturday. But uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate oh. it. Don't forget, you can get in touch with comments or suggestions for people to speak to, or if you'd like your club's audio featured on the show. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Do leave a comment, which helps others find us, and subscribe to get alerts when our latest episode is released. We'll be back next Friday on Down the Divisions.